Tuesday, October 12, the 285th day of 2021. There are 80 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope uh, and uh, Twitter Connect. And the hashtag is in the know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Uh, big news, big shakeup in the NFL yesterday. We'll tell you about that. Lacey Bowen from the Luttrell Staffing Group will stop by, have a conversation about an event going on in Litchfield today. We'll have that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Nose. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. He is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, but I can't believe it's only Tuesday. You can't believe it's only Tuesday? It feels yes. like it should be Thursday or something already? You have no idea. Well, soon enough it will be. We yes. are in full-on uh, storybook at uh, bedtime. We're yes. bedtime storybook uh, chapter of our lives again with uh, with Alea. Which I so love. Yes, and so she's really taken into, I need you to read me a story, I want to see that. But she's gotten big into reading stories to us as well. Yes. And so she has a lot of books memorized, but it's helping with word association, etc. How long do you expect this phase to last? So she's five. How At what age do you think she'll be out on the storybooks? Um, like out altogether? Yeah, but how many before she said, no, I don't want you to read me a bedtime story anymore. What do you think? Oh, no. I think that lasts until, I don't know, second, third grade? A study of 2,000 moms and dads reveals one in ten continue with the bedtime story routine until their youngster reaches 13 or even older. On the other hand, around the same number of parents say they stop around age three to four. I think you're just getting started at age three to four, wouldn't you admit? Oh, yeah. I I can see it happening, you know, second, third, fourth grade, something like that. And then she just gets to read you a book. That works well. Over there in chair number two, we say good morning and welcome back. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. Who am I? The Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Howdy. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, We were gone last week. And uh, I don't know, were you gone the week before? I can't remember. I have no idea, you've, honestly. You've moved your daughter into college. You've got all kinds of stuff. That yeah, you've been, we're still FaceTiming her bedtime stories. <laughs> Is she now. reading uh, Goodnight Moon? or uh, uh, Does she just... have some stories that have something to do with baking ingredients or something? Yeah. Uh, we're kind of reading the story version of Ratatouille. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> just studying, you know. Sure. French. I got it. Um, by the way, I... Um, it occurred to me yesterday we were talking about dessert tables at the holidays. Okay. And in the middle of that discussion, which we were having very passionately yesterday, <laughs> it did make me wonder, when do I need to place my order with um, she, she, with Miss Gracie? I don't know. On when, you don't know the answer <laughs> to this question? I shouldn't have asked you this question on the, live on the air because you don't know the answer? I don't know, yes, I don't know. Okay. I don't know about placing orders for... Uh, anything right now. I know how to reach her, so I'll just ask her and say, what are the chances that I can get one of those Death by Chocolate Cakes? Because I amped up my dessert game at Thanksgiving last year. Uh-huh. I can't come in I can't come in below that now. <laughs> I'm gotta... sure it'll be happening. Right at home, she had one stove, one oven, you know, but now she's got a full bakery kitchen at mm. her disposal, so yeah. who knows what will happen. It's, it, will be, it will be monumental. I'm, I am certain of it. I, I am glad you're here because I need you to settle... Uh, a Twitter argument. Oh, okay. We're sure. not having an argument here in the building, but I need you to kind of settle uh, this for once and for all. Okay. When is next weekend? Next weekend? If I say to you, we're yeah. going to do something next weekend, is it four days from now or is it 11 days from now? 11. Okay. That's so this weekend. Well, so um, you feel strongly about this? This weekend is this weekend. No. Next weekend is the next one. Okay, I'm very. Who's who's agreeing with me in here? But if I, I'm agreeing with you. But if I had asked you yesterday, when would last weekend have been? Yesterday was Monday, and you would have said last weekend. When was how was last weekend? 
I would think of it the same way. You would? Okay. So there's if you go to bed on Sunday night. I I say this past weekend. Okay. But that. But we don't really do that. When is last weekend? Was last weekend or was last weekend, say, October 4th and 5th? And I think the Kentucky version is, what you do is weekend. <laughs> I think that's what it, I say. It's not. So uh, according to a survey, people don't really agree on what next weekend means, especially in the first few days of the week. People were asked whether they'd say this weekend or next weekend if they were talking about the, the coming weekend on a Monday or Tuesday. 40% said it's this weekend. said it's next weekend, and 4% weren't sure. (laughs) Younger people were more likely to say this weekend, and people over 50 were more likely to say next weekend. Well, that really conflicts a 50-year-old. I'm like, well, where do I, am I, do I fit in with the younger or the older? And um, one thing that we do agree on, only 7% refer to this past weekend as this weekend. Okay. So, if even if you got into yesterday, ninety-one percent of people say it was last weekend because it's in the rearview mirror. I feel like I've gone back to the future. Well, that's okay. It's just you know. But do you feel like we've settled it? No, not, not really. really. Okay. Uh, I always, if I'm if I'm uh, uneasy about it, I'm going to be specific and also add the date. I am going to say this weekend. This. The uh, 16th and 17th mm-hmm. of October became this weekend yesterday morning. If I say to you next weekend, I am deferring to the following. Because I'm much more plotting. I can't do anything about last weekend. Uh, That's right, all in the rear view. <laughs> am I compounding the issue here? All right, let's just talk I'm about dizzy. the weather. That surely can't be confusing. A brief drop in humidity levels today. We're going to still see a few more afternoons in the 80s. For this week, we'll see scattered uh, afternoon rain chances today, but chances really ramp up for uh, Friday night and early into Saturday. Then fall temperatures will return this weekend and into next week. We'll see rounds of heavy rain possible Friday night into early Saturday, and then will become more sporadic and scattered throughout the day on Saturday. And the severe risk, by the way, is uh, very low. But officially today, partly sunny and a high of 79, mostly clear, 59 tonight. Scattered thunderstorms tomorrow and a high of 83 is what you have to look forward to. I don't know about you all, but I'm glad that I'm not relying upon Southwest Airlines to get me anywhere I need to go um, the last few days. We uh, we did a driving trip for um, for fall break, but there were a lot of people who might have traveled to either the panhandle or might have gone on a cruise or might have taken them to Disney World and come Sunday when time to come home when the old yep southwest is denying that it's the blue flu <laughs> but i think you can draw a straight line between their union making an argument over covid vaccination requirements on friday and then suddenly on sunday they start having to cancel flights that they say are weather-related, but yet Delta and United and American, they're apparently not flying through that same weather. They must have snow tires. <laughs> they, must have, they must have some kind of special equipment that uh, makes them impenetrable, mm-hmm. in, impenetrable or yes. to weather. So um, 360 more flights canceled yesterday. Only 10% of the day, but multiply that by, and the ripple effects, so 360 by the number of passengers, and then connections get slowed down and delayed, and they just don't have enough people to go around right now. I I think, here's another thing that they, um, here's another thing that is another chess piece on the board here. Okay. If they can blame it on weather, they don't have to pay you for your travel hardships. Yeah, I heard Rick Bubba say this this morning. Yeah. And they they were talking about that and also that if you got vaccinated, you got two days off. Yeah. So those who didn't were kind of taking their days off. Sure. You know, by, I don't know, not showing up for work. Well, I mean, you know, had to take off so they could, you know, figure it all out, yeah. really study, talk to their physicians. But I had a friend that dealt with that this weekend. And it was a major ordeal for this person. And I can't imagine, like you said, multiplying that out for every flight, every person, and and all that they had to go through. So this person drove quite 
a ways to come home. Ten percent was the three hundred sixty flights was the was a small amount compared to what it was over you know especially on Sunday, when the majority of places where Southwest flies the most, including the Southeast United States, or people are trying to get to and from and based out of uh, you know out of Dallas Love Field and all that area. So they um, yeah. It's a it's a big problem, but now that they've all used their sick days, I guess maybe they'll be they'll be back, <laughs> back to normal, they'll be back to work. But it is you know some of these mandates are having unintended consequences of that. They think they're forcing people into doing things. You got other people studying. Go, you know what? I I don't have to do this. I'll just leave the labor force or go find and do something else. And so yeah. it's uh, got consequences that maybe those who were trying to do the mandates didn't figure into their calculus when trying to figure it all out. Uh, drug maker Merck has asked U.S. regulators to authorize its pill for treating COVID-19 in what would add an entirely new and easy-to-use weapon to the world's arsenal against the pandemic. If cleared by the FDA, a decision that could come in a matter of weeks, it would be the first pill shown to treat the illness. All other FDA-backed treatments against COVID-19 require an IV or an injection, which requires, I mean, pretty much universally requires hospitalization Mm -hmm. or at least some level of hospital stay. Uh, By going the Merck route, if this is possible, and your physician, even in a telehealth world or by getting a, uh, you know, getting more home COVID tests now where you're able to test at home, it's positive in a telehealth fashion. Your physician can say, you need this Merck drug, which Midway Pharmacy could be able to deliver to you because right. they deliver. So my point is, is that when you're really looking to be distanced from people and not share a disease or virus, yeah. when you can do it, when you can can stay out of the healthcare system, you're in you're in the system virtually or remotely, but you're not actually physically in a waiting room right. or in an uh, exam room where you could be causing problems. And so it's just so so much easier to be able to uh, treat patients like this if you do get COVID nineteen or other future variations of coronavirus. Then I think it's a it's going to be a big you know a big breakthrough. That is huge, and I just wonder what the rollout would look like. How how long it would take. Say Grayson County, for example, to to benefit from something like that. Yeah, um, I, I think what's going to be uh, very advantageous is if this can roll out, and, and I hope we're, I really hope we're finished. Mm-hmm. But you know, I thought we were going to be finished. Remember, it was three weeks to flatten the curve. No, it was fourteen days to flatten the curve. Have we flattened it yet? Are we? Are the fourteen days up this? yet? I, I, I lost. I lost count. But um, <clears throat> so I hope that these little rollers. That follow behind the big humps. Right. I, I hope this is the last one of those. But it would be, I think, very tricky to make sure. Um, it would be a tricky decision to make sure that this could get rolled out during one of the dips down because you wouldn't necessarily have demand issues. You That's see, true. You see what I'm That's saying? That's true. If you, you, know, it, it, you don't want it at a time where people are clamoring for it. Whether We remember we had the shortage of monoclonal antibody treatments for a while. Because people were, okay, this is going to yes, be my exactly. go-to. So you want it at a time where they can supply the market without it being overwhelmed and having shortages. That's true. So it's going to be, it will be imperative. And I'm hoping we're in one of those periods right now. Yeah. Yesterday, only 700, for the first time in October, less than 1,000 COVID-19 cases were reported. So that's good. Again, it's a Monday number. It's always a little bit fuzzy. But, you know, compare Monday to last Monday and the Monday before that to see how we're doing. And we were at 722 yesterday. Last Monday, by the way, the number was a 1239. Okay. So that's a a market difference from one week. Now, you got, again, people do, they make different choices. They travel differently. They don't, you know, I don't want to ruin my fall break by having COVID, even if you have it. You know, you either have it or you don't. It's just a matter of knowing whether you do or knowing whether you don't. So or it caring yeah. that you do, uh, or caring <laughs> or whatever it might be. But uh, it's also a marked decrease in hospitalizations to one thousand three hundred ninety nine. On October first, it was over nineteen hundred. So we're down five hundred people in just uh, eleven days or so. And only Jefferson County had more than 100 cases yesterday. So that's good, you know, bringing it back down. And even if you look at our neighbors to the south down in Edmondson County, they're back in the, um, we'll call that the orange category. I wonder if it makes people in Edmondson County mad to be orange. Probably. Does it? 
you know. Well, I mean, no, I just want to mean they'd rather be yellow. They'd rather be a non-Grayson County sure. color is my point. Yeah. Well, I get that, but I think that they, I mean, not being red, they'll take orange. Yeah, I In guess that that's, the, that's, the, that's, the right to, that's, that's the right thing. What else to tell you about? Uh, 23 more coronavirus-related deaths reported yesterday, by the way, so important to keep track of that number. Uh, two teachers will be inducted into the Governor Louis B. Nunn Kentucky Teacher Hall of Fame next month. The new inductees are the late Evelyn Douglas of Shepherdsville, who taught math at Bullet Central High School for most of her four decades at the school, mm-hmm. and Sharon Coomer Mattingly of Glasgow, who is in her 27th year as an Espanol teacher. Uh-huh. She would appreciate me saying that. At Barron County High School. Uh, November 19th will be the induction ceremony, and they will also be doing last year's inductees, which are Lynn Reedling of Louisville. Wanda Klaus of Barberville, because they didn't have the event last year. Gotcha. So they've, the Teacher Hall of Fame has been uh, started back in 2001, and it was started by a uh, former Governor Nunn. So good. Congrats to them. Congrats to them. We have, we, I'm sure we have a lot of uh, folks in our area who are worthy of such a title as well. Sure. It's not, I don't know if you've. If, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's not been easy to be a teacher the last couple of years. I've noticed this. Um, it's an observation. If you haven't noticed, you might pay a little closer attention. I told Sarah, I was like, hey, conclusion. you stop homeschooling and everything goes to pot in public schools. What's going on here? Uh, high school football poll for the week is out. Pikeville at number one in Class 1A. Lexington Christian, number one in Class 2A. Louisville Christian is at the head of the class in uh, 3A, tied with Bardstown. Corbin, number one in 4A. Uh, Frederick Douglass and South Warren and Owensboro lead Class 5A. And then Class 6A goes something like this. Louisville Mail, Louisville St. X, Louisville mm. Trinity, Louisville DuPont Manual hmm. are the uh, top four in Class okay. 6A. Dennis, were you happy about the football game on thrilled. Saturday night? Just thrilled. Can you believe the Cats are 6-0? and No. No, I can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. But <clears throat> Georgia's coming, so... Well, no. Oh, I mean, they're coming on the schedule, but we're right. actually going to Georgia. Yeah, we're going there, but their defense is there, and it's ready for us. So, yeah. I was really – I hated to hear that Octavius Oxendine's season uh, is coming to an end. He had a lower leg ish, uh, yeah. uh, injury that will knock him out for the rest of the season. Already lost uh, Marquan uh, McCallan, uh, McCallan. And so, McCallan. yeah, I, I just um, – when you play a difficult SEC schedule – you these happen these injuries happen every year the trick is to making sure you can get to the level of depth that when you do have these then you can sustain them and over georgia is banged up too but that doesn't mean that kentucky has an advantage in that regard but the thing about oxendine losing him is that he was turning into a almost a carbon copy of Josh Pascal. Yeah. He was following Josh Pascal around in the locker room. He was learning from him. And anytime you can take that knowledge and that leadership you know, and put it onto him, it's a big it's a big deal. So I hate to I hate to see uh, the loss of him, but I am uh, I am excited for the game come Saturday afternoon. No, the world doesn't expect you to win, so go down there and just leave it all on the field and do the very best you can. That's right, go Cats! No matter what happens Saturday, we've had an amazing season so far, and things you, can only you know you can lose Saturday and still finish eleven and one if you'd like to. I and guess I'll take that. The uh, by the way, the Boston baseball team. Yeah, if you're for yeah. calling by that other name, they advance past the Rays. Didn't expect the. I didn't expect the Boston baseball team to uh, survive past the race. Kyle Schwarber. They did. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Lacey Bowen's going to stop by. And then uh, Dennis has also got some Cook Ranch music news. We're going to tell you about that all coming up here on In the Know. Today is Farmer's Day. It is also Pulled Pork Day. (laughs) I love that. It is Gumbo Day today, and it is uh, Scream Day today, International uh, Frustration Venting Scream Day. So you're supposed to go outside at noon today and scream for 30 seconds to vent your frustration. 30 seconds. I could do that. 30 seconds. Just serenity now. I don't scream. Serenity now. Serenity now. I don't scream. Can you shout? Maybe you can just shout. Maybe I'll raise my voice a little bit, but on the vocal cords, it's it's death to it. Let it all out. These are the things we could do without. without. Come on. Come on. And so you just just sing that very loudly. Today is also the day we say good morning and welcome back to Lacey Bowen from the Luttrell Staffing Group. She joins us by phone. Good morning, Lacey. Welcome back. 
Hey, good morning, guys. It is so good to hear your voice. I haven't talked to you in a few weeks, uh, but the fact that you're joining us means you must be doing something really special at the Center on Main today. What's going on there? Yes, sir. We love coming to Litchfield, and we are going to be hosting our Bell Cheese hiring event. This is and a month long, our little Oktoberfest of our own. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds neat. You've got a whole theme called Oktoberfest. I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> jobs with Bell Cheese, a great employer, 13 to 35 an hour. Uh, as, has uh, anything changed in the last few weeks since we talked, or what's kind of the most important thing that people need to know today about these opportunities? Right. The most important thing right now is is really just to take advantage of this opportunity to meet face-to-face with um, our hiring experts, Casey and Terry. They are going to walk you through every step of the process. It's super easy. And, I mean, they're here right now, these early birds. They just couldn't wait to get back into Grayson <laughs> County. So um, um, so officially starts at 10 o'clock today, but if you want to get here earlier, the doors are open and we're ready to get you, you know, you're going to walk out knowing what position you're going to start working and your start date. Pretty simple and easy. Two forms of ID it could be a you know, driver's license or ID or passport or just any two different forms of ID that are needed. And that's between 10 and 2 uh, today. And you could be working for a great employer, great local employer in Bell Cheese between 13 and 1335 an hour. But if for whatever reason today we can't make it between the hours of 10 and 2, what are our other avenues, Lacey? Of course. You're just going to go to LSTAFF. It's short for lateral staffing. So LSTAFF.com. You can hit apply now to start an easy um, online application with us. You can also text our office number 270-900-4370. So that's a number you can call or text. 94370 to get that conversation started. And Mark, we're going to be back here next, the next couple of Tuesdays as well. So you can always line up your face to face appointment here in Litchfield or, or, of course, just drive on up the road to E Town office and see us. Sure, multiple ways. You can do it in person in Hardin County. You can go to lstaff.com. You can do it by text, 270 4370 Unless the world came to an end and nobody told me, I know you can interact with you all on Facebook or in person today and the next two Tuesdays. You know, because that might be important. You might have somebody that's uh, in your family who's working somewhere else today, but you might see them this afternoon and say, Hey, I learned of a great opportunity. They're doing it again next Tuesday and again on the 26th. So plenty of opportunities. That's right. We are we are here and accessible, and we are ready to make this just a smooth, easy hiring process for you. All right, Lacey. You all have a great day. Thanks for checking in. Again, that's 10 to 2 today, the Luttrell Staffing Group. Uh, Belchie's hiring event, $13 to 1335 an hour. Always great to talk to Lacey and to be able to tell you all about great job opportunities. So that's some big news today. Uh, Dennis, I saw earlier this week where you've got some news or it i know the big team at cook ranch music i didn't mean to sound like it was just you right the yeah, cook the, ranch music all the employees has a big uh, cook cook ranch music incorporated uh-huh. at al yeah laverne and shirley um you all are on the fortune 500 list by now i know <laughs> uh but you've got and do we still call it an album? Yeah, uh, call it a project, really. Okay, all right, it's a project. Uh, we have a, uh, I do. <laughs> uh, the royal we, you can speak in broad well, terms. We. I've heard that Dennis has, um, we have a new uh, project coming out uh, mid-November. Actually putting the final details on it uh, today and tomorrow. It's called Joyful. And uh, this is the third CD for missions as a church. The church has supported me in and uh, in so many ways. And uh, this is the third one. And all of this uh, project is uh, original music, uh, music that I've written. There are eight songs on there that I've written since last June, uh, many songs that we have sung in our church. So if you are an active member at First Baptist, you know some of these songs already. Uh, but three songs on the project no one has heard yet. Uh, so uh, there are some Christmas songs on there, and there's some regular worship songs that congregations would sing, and there's some solo worship uh, songs on there as well. Uh, I, okay, so let me circle back for just a moment because 
you said the title and you said it a little bit quickly and I want to make sure that I get it correctly. Is it joyful or is it joyful? Is yeah. it joyful? I like the third one, uh, but it is two separate words. And this is uh, born from a sermon series that Doug walked the church through, specifically called Joy Full, where we walked through the book of Philippians. And we want our joy as Christians to be full. If we're going to measure the level of joy that we have in our life, we want it to be full. So it's a play on words there, uh, literally. And uh, that's one of the songs on the project is called Joyful. All right. Very good. Um so the next obvious question for me is going to be, I can't tell you the last time that I bought a CD. Yeah. So how do, but so for someone who like me, who operates in the digital space, I can still support the ministry by buying the project. Yes, that's true. So what, what we're hoping to do and the details will be ironed out very, very soon. Uh, but the goal is, is that anyone would buy the CD. Uh, and then on the back of that CD would be something for you to scan to be able to download that to any platform you want to put it on. Okay. Uh, so it'll take you directly. The QR code will take you directly to a website where you can download that. So basically, you buy the CD and you get it in two different ways. And if you don't have a CD player, you can gift that CD to someone else. Oh, good. Okay, that's a good idea because I was thinking for the minimal, minimalist in me that says, "Well, I don't have storage room for a CD." Right. Even right. though I have shelves and racks and shelves right. and shelves and shelves and shelves full of this. Them. I want yours to stand out and be featured. Yeah, you somewhere. buy a frame if you want. So I want to. So that's, that's a neat, neat it's, project. It is, uh, the goal is to raise money for missions. It's not, uh, I don't get any uh, money from this. 100% of it goes to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, uh, which helps support international missions through the Southern Baptist Convention. And that is a, a big emphasis of ours. And, and the money would go to a great cause, helping missionaries worldwide. Sounds like a great project. And it sounds very timely. I know that, uh, you know, last year, this is the time of year where you all are typically are ramping up to the Christmas season. We are. Yeah. Um, and that sort of got changed last year. It got altered. You weren't able to do, you know, choir and your choral performances and that type of thing. Do you kind of feel like we're returning to normal this Christmas season uh, in as, that regard? Yeah, as normal as we can can be in our surroundings, and we are having choir. We're doing it a little bit differently in rehearsals. We're spacing out a little bit, giving folks more room to be comfortable, and uh, but we're still doing it, and the focus is still there. So all the things that we would normally do as a church are happening this year. If you're like me, you've wondered how long you'll have to live until we have flying cars. I have wondered that the the Jetsons overpromised. Mm-hmm. If you'll think about when the Jetsons came out, they whetted our appetite for flying cars without delivery. Yeah, I was worried about Miss Rosie. But well, sure, yeah. I mean, who wasn't right? <laughs> Just saying. But another innovation that I had never really considered in the automobile industry is airless. Tires. Airless tires are coming to market, and Michelin claims it will have them on the market by 2024. Is this an indicator? So let me ask you um, as, as we talk, as we unpack what airless tires might be, can we take this as a signal from Michelin that they don't believe we'll have flying cars by 2024 if we still need tires? I agree. Yes, I think that is the case. Okay. Uh, no flying cars. All right. But the sound alone of those cars on the Jetsons would be worth getting it. Right. <laughs> Whatever. All three of us did a different sound. So That's I think okay. we're, uh, To each my car might sound. My flying car is going to sound different than yours. My, yeah. my flying car is going to go faster than yours. I'm I kind of like the idea about the tires. I've had so much trouble yeah. with my tires that... If that's going to help, you know, the the blowout on the bridge yep. going into a different state that I have experienced before <laughs> on say. not one but two it's tires. just in Beijing. Sounds so. like there's a scar over there. <laughs> if <laughs> I seem up. bitter, I am. Huh. Uh, if that's going to help people, then, yeah. So the airless Michelin Uptis, which is the unique puncture-proof tire system, They're made of glass fiber, reinforced plastic veins, which support the tread rather than air pressure. 
That means you can see through them, and the advantages are that nails become minor annoyances. Sidewall cuts make a tire unrepairable are no longer possible, and there's no need to check tire inflation. Is that one of the... I love it. Yes, that's what they look like. I mean, they're ugly. Yeah, but eventually they'll just look normal. Uh But I I like the idea. You know... Stompers had it figured out in the late seventies <laughs> and early eighties. Those little soft tires. That's right. I mean, now they might not have ridden very well because that's the thing. People are going for a smooth ride. They could have come up with airless tires. I mean, goodness for goodness sakes, we had wooden tires that we, you know, wagon wheels that we yeah. rode on until we figured out. Oh, let's put rubber on there to make it a smoother ride. But this kind of looks like it probably is a smooth ride. Well, you know, isn't it on one of those? little cars i could fit in the back of my pickup probably and it still looks flat can i uh, put playing cards in there like on your bicycle on your spokes and make yeah, it baseball make cards it sound like right? it's going even faster see that looks that looks a little off to me right there are you saying that just bounces right back yes yeah i love the idea it takes the... But I've also had a lot of problem with my tires. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I just... Think about how long we've gone with air-inflated tires. From the time we ditched the wagon wheel, and I think even some wagon wheels probably had like a rubber coating on the outside of them to try and give better grip, but we've gone with uh, inflatable tires for all these years, yeah. and now we're suddenly... we figured out how to do it without that. How, how long what type of mileage do these tires get that's the thing and like mm. isn't that job security for the tire world the the air smoother faster speed rated like they'll have to get into all that stuff as well yeah. i i i presume old school car guys are like scoffing at this right now are you sure though there's going to be somebody out there though with a classic muscle car that wants to put these on it you know just to make it look yeah. Right. You know, Futuristic. everybody's looking to kind of make it st- marry the old with the new technology. Yeah. And because if I, I've seen some CD players and some muscle cars, and I don't think that was okay. original equipment. Yeah, so okay. yeah. just saying, could you know, be, it yeah. could be. I'll, I'll go f- there. Find the difference. And then when I saw this headline today, and I knew, Dennis, you were coming in, I thought yeah. this is going to make this may be the thing that delays the move to Christmas. In the cook household. Because you know I'm looking for a way to to stall. (laughs) Can I at least get you to November 1st? Strong words. On putting up your Christmas tree. Okay. Just hit me. And Krispy Scream. Okay. Unveils four Halloween donuts, a BOGO, and a freebie. Mm. So not Krispy Kreme, Krispy Scream. Yeah. And there are four different donuts available starting today. The Abracadabra Donut. I think you can identify which one that is. Boo. The Enchanted Cauldron Donut. Dumb. The Bewitched Broomstick Donut. Is the, is the uh, nose twitch on there? Yes. No, there's no nose. <laughs> Optional. And the Spooky Sprinkle Donut. Okay. Um, You love Krispy Kremes. I have been known to... Frequent the establishment okay. of said establishment. Are you a purist, though, in that sense? Do you want just a straight-up regular glazed hot, or do you like vanity type of No, donuts? we only get the raspberry-filled okay. or the cream-filled chocolate-covered. So you're scoffing at this idea. I do. And actually, I'm not as big of a donut freak as people may think. Okay. My wife loves the raspberry-filled, like favorite dessert ever. All right. And something that I don't want to take viewers off today, uh, you know, off the feed, but I'm not much of a Halloween guy. <gasps> yeah. Mm. Well. And that's just me personally. If you love it, you love it. Joey oh. Joey and his family, they love Halloween. They, you know, get a, I just dress up as Yukon Cornelius and it's just another day. Hmm. Okay. I'm usually so, focused on Christmas. I thought you were that person, though. Cl- clearly you're the person who focuses on Christmas. I thought you oh. were the person, though, if you see the hot light on, you will Make no, it, not me personally. Not but if uh, my wife is with I see. me, but if you if, or if Doug you're driving, is with me. I, oh, I got you. Sure, blame them. I got it. I see what you're doing there. So I guess that means the Christmas tree is going up tomorrow. Oh dear. Uh, there, go find Somewhere the box. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know.
Did you know? I'm not even sure why I'm... I'm not sure why I'm bothered to ask Dennis this, because he knows this. Okay. But for the rest of us, did you know that most toilets flush in (laughs) E-flat? This Cook Ranch music um, for... For music composed in E flat, do you ha- have a toilet hanging around so it can? A toilet is hanging around. Uh, <laughs> I try not to be too far from toilets at any given time in my life, or always have a map, you know, out a road map of what I have to do to get there. Sure. When they talk about have a plan, yeah, you know, when, uh, like an evacuation plan or a storm preparedness plan or nah, whatever. Don't need those. Need it. Need it. Sometimes you need a bathroom. Well, plan. you might call it. You might call it a storm evacuation plan. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you are. <laughs> you know that old. Uh, give me an E flat. A bouncy E flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Give me a little happy <laughs> E flat there. Is there a lot of music composed in E flat? Is that a popular? Uh, yeah, E flat is a very popular key. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that our deep freeze alarm is a B flat, and I know this because the B flat woke me up many a times this summer. Oh, I got you. It does make me wonder in Australia, you know, on the below the equator from us, where the water swirls backward the other way, okay. is, it, is that E sharp? Well, <laughs> that would be an F chromatically. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Very, very good. Um, so John Gruden is out as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. What happened? Well, much like. Um, much as the same fate that many other people have suffered recently, some communications that he uh, had shared a decade ago with uh, oh boy. other people in the league, making derogatory comments, misogynistic comments, oh, and okay. maybe some things that were some racist-type comments came to light. Some emails came out involving Roger Goodell and the head of the Players' Union. And then... Um, so... What I am really surprised at is how quickly this happened. Okay. Because just to go from – he coached on Sunday. And so here we are on – by Monday night, yeah. he had resigned, and he saw kind of the writing on the wall. But he had worked in television before, you know, the job with the Raiders. He had worked with Tony Dungy, or he had worked with uh, Mike Tirico when Mike Tirico was still at ESPN before he moved to NBC. And and they both had kind of vouched for him and said they hadn't heard this. But I, Bill Roden, uh, I think Bill's from – he writes for some paper in the Northeast. Used to be on the sports reporters a lot. Okay. He said, of co- he said most bigots will never say bigoted comments or racial comments in front of people of another ethnicity. Okay. So, of course, they wouldn't have heard him exhibit that behavior. But he was revealing of himself and who his true self was mm-hmm. in emails when he was talking with other people. So uh, racist, misogynistic, and anti-gay language is what he what he used. Mm. So I, uh, he said, I love the Raiders, and I don't want to be a distraction. Thanks to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation, I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. And, I mean, that's what you would expect him to say. I mean, what's he, what's he going to say at this point? Well, and, at least he said it, but... I mean, yeah. I don't want to give him a lot of credit. Is he sorry because he got caught or is he sorry because he did it? And and I will tell you, there. listen, there are plenty of things in all of our pasts, I presume, that we wouldn't be necessarily proud of if the information came to light in 2021. I mean, we all make mistakes, and the thing about making mistakes is growing from them, and they're all – I'm sure that we've probably all had ideological changes or we've had things that once we didn't think were a big deal that are now a big deal. I think it's just safe to say we're not we're not the same people or the same culture that we were at some point in time in the past. Others of us have been slower to understand and warm up to that idea. But it does go back and beg and say it begs the question. How far back should a person be able to go? If you said, "Okay, I, right. I made I made a terrible mistake when I was fifteen years old," or I I told a off color joke when I was fifteen, trying to get a laugh from my buddies, and that had been recorded. See, yeah. because that's the thing about email and tweets and Facebook and all that stuff is that the thing that you used to do on the bus to make your buddies laugh is now it's now archived for the world to see at some point in time in the future. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, 
I don't have answers. I have questions in this regard on where. Yeah, we hear a lot of people say they want to be tolerant of other people and, and accept everyone, but, but there's no forgiveness once you begin to know people. And there's everyone has a past. We all have sinned. We all have done things that are wrong. No one's perfect. But at the end of the day, where's the grace? Or, you know, yeah. everyone has done something wrong. So if things in our past, like you said, everybody has them. But we have to be able to move on and build relationships that are deeper than something that we have done wrong. We have to expect people to let us down because nobody's perfect. And if we have that, we're going to show them grace and be able to move forward. I understand we're talking about an NFL coach here, you know, but at the same time, he is a person. And hopefully as we get older, not only does our age increase, but our wisdom and our character. And, and I think that's where the issue is, is when our character as we grow, hopefully our character increases and it and it speaks more about who we are than a 10-year-old email or a 20-year-old joke that we told. Yeah, and so today for me, rather than it probably being the end of John Gruden, it's it's that it's the beginning. Because now where do you go from here, John Gruden? I mean, we've seen other cases just recently. Uh, look at the amazing season that Kyle Larson had in NASCAR this okay. year after yeah. running a foul and using a derogatory term in an iRace, in an internet race that he was on, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen disappeared. His, all of his music got removed yeah. because of uh, racist comments that he made. And so he's kind of been, he's shown enough remorse that, you know, he's sort of coming back just a little bit. What does John Gruden do from here forward? And I will tell you, the Raiders really didn't have much choice. Because as the leader, as the head coach of an organization that has a large number of African-Americans in its employ, mm. you can't have your labor force walking around thinking that the guy that leads you is a racist yeah. or a misogynist or he's you know homophobe Fill or any of those various things. Yeah. That's right. So I, I understand my, my thing is how quickly it happened. Over the course of the weekend, like from Saturday to Monday afternoon, yeah, it was over. Right. That's right. And so, and then you have the other side of things like this with someone like what I've read about uh, Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, how it's the opposite. Yeah. Uh, like no holds barred, really, saying whatever. And uh, so there's two sides of how you view all these We're going to have to figure this out, too, going forward, because what's out of bounds, what's in bounds, you're going to be what one person finds is funny, the other person sure. says that's not funny. Who decides? You've got people that want to take down Babylon B right. because they don't understand their headlines are satire. That's right. You know, if, if you can't figure out that what Babylon B says is satire, there's not going to be much I'm going to be able to do for you to understand that they're being facetious with those headlines. Be, but they are, all, in a way, pro Profits with some headlines. Well, that's. I, I mean, I won't say that it. You know, that's kind of like stereotypes. There's a reason a lot of stereotypes are funny, is because at some level they're pretty accurate. But we're going to have to figure this out going forward. Yeah, or we're. Uh, I mean, we're already in a world of trouble, but we're headed for even worse times. I think. You got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? <laughs> uh, oh my. Carrying watermelons? Dirty dancing? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that just occurred to me Gosh. since uh, we got Solomon Birch cry to me. Yeah. The one I came up with after, okay. uh, admittedly, I've had a few more head, a few more minute head start than you all have on that idea. Yeah. But mine was going to be, the first one I thought of was getting out of a hammock. Oh, that is always terrible. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I mean, like, show me someone who can get out of a hammock gracefully. And make it look good. I think yeah, it doesn't exist. I don't think so. Joey took a hammock to a youth camp this summer, and we found two trees. And the, by the time we got tied up, the very bottom touched the grass, the top of the blades of grass. And, uh, just to help him out, even me helping him out was awkward yeah. at times. Yeah, because yeah, you know you got to get your legs swung that's over good. the yeah. side, and it's hard. But then you don't want to have an inversion, you know, because then you're like getting out of it and getting on your feet is uh, is difficult. Cool. I would say maybe, uh, gosh, I don't know, swimming. 
You know those hmm. you know those little rubber bouncy balls that you used to get in the gumball machine? Yeah. You paid a quarter and you got the little ball that would bounce. <laughs> yes. Trying to chase one of those and pick it up. That's a good one. That is also yeah. one that everyone looks dumb trying to do. Yeah, I guess trying to catch a chicken maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the Alaskan bush people yeah. right now, so we see them do that a lot. They all kind of look dumb doing that. Yeah, I can so. see where that would, sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, on television tonight. Okay. Dancing with the Stars, it's Disney Villains Night Ooh. on Dancing with the Stars. On ABC, it's A Night in the Academy Wait, Museum. Wait, so what does that mean? Cruella, I suppose. Like get Cruella and Ursula and... Uh, like Captain Hook. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. He's bad. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then A Night in the Academy Museum, celebrating the launch of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, Laura Dern and Tom Hanks host a look at the history hmm. and art of filmmaking. Oh, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Storm siren test today. Yeah, it's going to get really loud here in a second. All right, I got my headphones on. When it point when it points at us, because yeah. it's just it's just down the street. Here it comes. So here it comes. It's rotating around. It's it may blow your hair back, Dennis. Oh, well, I parted it on the left today, so <laughs> it is going to go back to normal. Uh, the Voice is on NBC tonight, and on BET, the season three premiere of Tyler Perry's The Oval. Okay. Don't know what that is, but just thought I would pass it along for those of you those things. like to spend hours and hours watching BET. There was there a Kentucky girl on The Voice? Is that right? There, uh, yeah, there is, was a couple of weeks ago when I saw. I don't know if she made it through I or not, either. but I watched her. She sang. Um, uh, I mentioned it last week. Uh, well, I mean, week before last. Okay. Uh, I'll think of it. Elton John's Rocket Man. Good job. That's what she's saying. Okay. Today's highlight in history, this date in 2017, sailors were killed in a, U- a suicide bomb attack on the destroyer USS Cole in Yemen. And the significance of that is that that now historically we know was a precursor to the 9-11 attacks. Like it was all part of a, we didn't know necessarily who did it at that time, but we uh, came to find out later mm-hmm. that bin Laden was involved and in 1792, the first recorded U.S. celebration of Columbus Day was held to mark the tricentennial of Christopher Columbus's landing. Wow. So, in 1792. Okay. John Denver killed in a plane crash this date in 1997. Oh. And the Senate confirmation hearings of Justice Amy Comey Barrett, Coney Barrett, began one year ago today. Time flies. Birthdays today. Singer Sam Moore, formerly of Sam and Dave. He's a real soul man. 86 today. Chris Wallace is 74. Hugh Jackman is 53. Oh, dear. Wow. Wolverine. Uh-huh. That, yeah. And the greatest showman. Yes, the greatest showman. And Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Mike Seaver. Mike Seaver. Is 51 today. Wow. Yeah. Baby looks 28. And uh, fireproof. 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 Yes. That's right. Uh, 1935, gone but not forgotten, Luciano Pavarotti mm. was born. Where does Pavarotti fit on your oh. scale of opera singers? Scale of, of opera singers of tenors. is the all-time best. All-time best? Really? Dorma. Better than Caruso? Yeah, better than anybody. Okay. I mean, Pavarotti was yeah, forever unmatched. Hmm. Nice. Could he sing an E-flat? Did his toilet flush oh, an E-flat? You better know it did. <laughs> He had two toilets. <laughs> okay. As far as orchestras go, is Tommy Dorsey's the best? No, I have no idea. Probably not. The Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, number one, with the T for two cha-cha. I've heard in some 58. things about them. Speaking of toilets, yeah. cha-cha. <laughs> cha-cha. Cha-cha. <Right>. You <laughs> shorted us a cha <laughs> If you're in a hurry. <laughs> That's true. Right. Let's move up a decade. So that was 1958. Let's go to 1967. And the box tops are number one. Got time to take a fast I want to love this, but I have a hard time. I mean, it's good, but... I don't care how much money I got to spend. I don't know why I like it, but I do like it a lot. I want to love it, but... I don't. Dennis, if I offered you a fifth of Jack, you would probably decline it. Yes? <laughs> That's correct. All right. But what and, if and, I offered you... In the traditional you, sense. What if I offered you a fifth of Beethoven? No, that's good. <laughs> that would be okay. Thank you for that. 
Oh, boy. Here's Walter Murphy and the Big Apple Band. Everybody drink up on their fifth of Beethoven. Beethoven. I hate this song. You do? I like do you think it's a perversion of, of Beethoven? Yeah, I don't think. I think this is ridiculous. Sorry to be so. No, it's okay. You're right. It's all right to be a purist in that regard. Yeah. So, well, in several regards, probably. I just break Whitney down Houston, number one this date in 1985. Because I'd rather be. All right, so Miss Buckles, you don't like people singing other people's music. I do not. So, how do you feel about Walter Murphy taking Beethoven and hipping it up into a dance tune? Are you against that? Um, I mean, I liked it well enough, okay. but I like to be a purist. Right. Well, so. there was no singing, so that's why I wondered if the, you know yeah. there was. Do you do you so know the fifth smooth. words of of the Beethoven Beethoven's fifth? The words. The words. Do you know the lyrics to I it? I probably get you some tempo markings and some... Uh... Let's, set, let's set it to lyrics sometime. Okay. When we have a free afternoon. I did not know. Let's come up with lyrics to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Uh, please let me sit in. <laughs> I mean, I've got words to the William Tell Overture. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, 1994. Cheryl Crow, her breakthrough, and all I want to do... Let's go to 2003. Three doors down. I'm here without you, baby. I'm here without you. Fun, some nights, number one this date in 2012. Dennis, uh, my records say you're going to be back on Thursday. That is correct. Because you're having a showdown with Sheriff Chaffins. Uh, my friend Sheriff Chaffins will be here, and I can't wait to see him. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for all he does in our community. There, you uh, see, it uh, seems like something pivotal happened the last time you all were together on the show. Did you all ever settle that, or is that to be settled on Thursday? I don't think friends should bicker between one another. Okay. So. All right. That's That's good. But I've just you really didn't but, answer the question. But we should tune in, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think this will be a show that you do not want to miss. Okay, well, look forward to it then. Uh, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Good to thanks see you for as always. Me. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today: After a good dinner, one can forgive anybody, even one's own relations. <laughs> After a good dinner, one can forgive anybody, even one's own relations. That's MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Dennis Cook, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.